welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. On this week's show, we'll discuss the second half fade out against rampaging bombers in the final siren. And in Bounce Down, we'll preview the game against the Blues this Saturday at the SCG. Yes, I said the SCG. And it's really a must win because if we don't, it could be slowly slipping away for the Eagles. Welcome, Dan and Wayne. How are you going? Very good, thanks. Uh, fired up, mate. Lots to dissect off this weekend, isn't there? <laughs> well, let's get straight into it. COVID has hit Victoria again. And as of today, they still don't know what this week's fixture is. Um, they can confirm that uh, the Dreamtime game is at, at Optus Able. Um, Eagles hasn't been confirmed, but it is SCG. And they're waiting for, I think it's um, Darwin to get an exemption. So those two teams, is it, um, is it Melbourne and um, Brisbane, isn't it? Yep. yep. But if that's they can't get into Darwin, into TIO Stadium, that game will be played in Sydney at uh, Giant Stadium. So it's all what's on the news. Um, what are your view, guys? Because apparently the players have said none of them want to do hubs. Well, to be honest with you, there's no real reason for hubs. It's only Victoria. It's one state. Uh, the beginning of the last season, they did everything to accommodate the Vicks, didn't they? Even though that was, again, the state that was in trouble. They moved every other interstate team. I don't think we got that issue this time. I think we learnt a lot from last year. I think they will have to travel. Um, so far, SCG, I believe they can fly in and out. And I believe Adelaide's the same. They can fly in and out. Yep. Um, Perth... They can stay, but they don't have to do like a two-week quarantine and that. As long as it's not from Victoria, which That's they're right. not, yeah. the teams are already out. So, say Richmond would be two weeks. I know it'll be three rounds in, like because we have a bye, but it's a Thursday night game. You know what I mean? So they'll fly out just before Saturday to play Essendon. Then they'll leave straight after Thursday game. You know what I mean? So it's not going to be a full three weeks. And I think that's the most they'll be asked of the players. Well, I think Richmond, as I heard on the radio coming home from work, is they'll fly in to play the Bombers and they'll fly out back to Sydney. Yep. Um, I, I don't know why. I, I'd be staying here, but that could be wrong. I don't know. Um, it's changing every day. All I know is the Players Association have let it known, be known that the players will not be sitting in hubs for more than two weeks this time. And um, you just look at the stories that come about it last year, like Trent Cotchen's wife, she... She was suicidal at one stage, so you got to think about all these different uh, stories that are going around. I know there's one player's just had twins or something. I can't remember which player was it. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of things to figure out. I know these guys are sports players and get a lot, a lot of money to play. But I guess you know it is their livelihood, and uh, they don't want to be locked away for a hundred days again. I don't think that uh, the impression I got is they didn't want their families going this year. Yeah. That's yeah, why they don't want a big hubs. And I mean, as a, I think the AFL's done a pretty good job. They've really sorted these fixtures out, yeah. you know, on a five cent piece, really, and they've got it sorted very quickly. And I think that you commend them. You got, I know we all criticise them all the time, but they've done a pretty good job to get this how it is. And you know, get the Dreamtime game here on uh, Saturday night. And, well, and, that should be yeah, a rip-up. They've done pretty well. Mm. I always thought this was going to happen sometime during the year, so let's see how it goes. It's good that it's probably happened in the buy rounds, so it gives them a bit of uh, leeway each way. But let's get back to the Eagles. Um, today they put Daniel Venables and 
Jared Cameron onto the inactive list. So that means Cameron's season's done with the syndemosis. Um, they haven't got the scans back, but it is syndemosis. So that's, what, 12 weeks, isn't it? So Yeah, mm-hmm. it's basically effectively a broken bone syndesmosis. Yeah, they're, so, talking, they're still weighing up. I think they're waiting for the scans to see whether he was going to have surgery or not. Yeah. If he has surgery, though, it'll be as early as the end of this week. So there's been a lot of players' names being bandied around. And the Eagles look like they could be going into the mid-season draft, which is tomorrow. So by the time you guys have heard this, uh, some of you, we probably might have already been in it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, to say, for argument's sake, we're going in it. Who's a player you wouldn't mind looking at Eagles uh, getting picked up? And I know there's two names that have been branded around WA media for the last two days. Mm-hmm. Who do you think? Uh, you've sprung on me. Is he, it's Parker, the Saints. Ex- yeah, Matty yeah, Parker's one. That's the one. And I don't care, I don't care as long as they don't pick a project player. Mm. We need an impact and mature age player now. And I can take the two best waffle players. Like you've got Schliffy and Bolton, but I don't think it'll be them. No. I'll bring Parker in and I'll just get two ready makers. I'll talk about injuries a bit later, but we're in a bit of trouble here. We mm. we need someone to come in straight away. You had another player from yeah, CBK? Yeah, young Greg Clark. He's he's about twenty five now. He's a mature he's a mature age player. He's pretty well built. He's a midfielder, yep. having a great season with Subi. Has done did last year as well. Well, Skeeter and I think yeah. I, I mean, whoever they bring in, I'd like to see him have the balls to say, right, boys, pack your bags. You'll come in the SCG SCG with us this week. Yeah, that's what I'd like. Mm. I don't think that would happen because mm. Simo is very conservative. Um, Skeeter Reading said Greg Clark and he said Matty Parker mm. and he watches every waffle game because of his uh, waffle commitments and he said they're the they're the natural ones that if it was him and they're the two names that didn't band it around the other one that's slowly coming in today I've heard is Jai Bolton mm-hmm. he's been in the system before if that for me if it's Eagles like you said Dan I, I don't want to see a project player because you might as well just do that at the end of the year We've got enough players on the list that should be getting a game. Um, but if it was me, I'd be picking Matty Parker mm. just ahead of Clark. I wouldn't be looking at Bolton because Bolton's disposal lets him down. Yeah, he's been, he'd be 28 now. I think he just won the Simpson medal too for that last state game. I oh, yeah, look, don't get me yeah, wrong. He's got some good credentials. and I, I think whoever they bring in, I, I'm, I'm thinking they're only going to bring him in for this season and you'd like to think they're in for impact. Yeah. Well, exactly. like I said, if they bring him in for this season, it's fifty thousand. But if they don't keep him on the list, they got to give him twenty thousand at the end of it. Mm. So it's seventy thousand regardless. It's a great opportunity, though. No. If we bring an impact player in and he performs, he will get a rookie list next mm. year. So it gives them the chance. If they, they want... if they don't perform, yeah, they're not going to be on the mm. list. Being a mature age player that didn't perform, but yeah, I think it's very exciting. Um, I can't wait to see who we get because there's mm. so much talent. Like we won't be picked. We got Brockman from East East Frio too. There's just so much good. Waffle talent right now, mm. and the sad thing is, you see it when they play the Eagles because you see them on fire every week. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so you, you see that talent there. Just bring a couple impact plays in, definitely. So the, I don't think they'll go a small forward. There was rumours last week because Jared Garlett got added to the waffle mm. side. I think he's been added to the waffle side to see what he's actually got. Yeah, and looking at a rookie list next year. Um, that's my. Um, views on it. He's replacing Cedric Cox. Now, Cedric Cox was their prize recruit, didn't play a game for the Eagles, cost them maximum points in um, the recruiting, and this is what we were talking about a couple of podcasts yeah. ago, where the yeah. po- the points 
have probably burned us, and that's one player that's basically burned us. Mm. Garlic comes in, it's not as many points, so I can't see them going for a, a mid-sized forward, but. But you, he, you never know. He's exactly what I was talking about. He's a project player. That's mm. not what we want. We don't no. want a project player right We want now. an impact player. Exactly. He's ready to impact 100%, now. 100% Wayne. Mm. We, we need help. And that yeah. sounds horrible. We need help right now. Well, I'm going to touch on this in Bounce Down about this midfield option. So beware of that, boys. Um, let's get into the questions that I gave you a little bit of homework for you. Hopefully you've done it. Who are your top five favourite Indigenous players? I've gone... Stephen Michael was always my number one. Yeah, he's my number one. Peter Matera. Yeah, he's two. my number two. Actually, I'll take that back. Peter Matera's number one. And Michael the, the, I've, these, it's two, but the Cracker Brothers at their peak were unbelievable players to watch. Uh, Barry Cable, because he came from the D- Perth and he was a majestic drop kick for goal on the angle. And Chris Lewis. Yeah, Chris Lewis, good one. What about you, Dan? Well, not so much in order, but there's just so many. That's what I love about our game. They add so much to it. Young Riola, who's suspended, is a lot of people's favourite player before the least incident, so he's got to earn that respect back. But watching him play is magic. Matera, I mean, even now, you ask any Eagles supporter, he'll be in their top three players. Mm. Any Eagles supporter, always be in the top three. Mm. People have him, would have him number one. I loved Wirapunda. They nicknamed <clears throat> him the janitor down back. Cause he he's used my to number just, three. Yeah, number three. Mm. He just used to clean up. Burgoyne, I've never seen such a consistent player. What is he, 36 and he's still running around right now? He's older, isn't he? 38. 38. Yeah. And personally, I hate, hate him, but you can't fault his skill. What about Farmer? You know, at Freo. Oh, Jeff, Jeff Farmer. Jeff Farmer. The things See, they do, I, I, remember him, I remember him more at Melbourne than Freo. Melbourne, really. Oh, I loved him at Freo. The things he did was just freakish, and no wonder they called him the wizard. And they add so much to the game, and we're so much better off having them in the game. We ask anyone that played at Melbourne, they talk about Indigenous players. Yeah. The first person to talk about is Jeff Farmer. Yeah. And they and I just remember some of the marks he used to take. It was like, whoa. Magic, man. And when he came to Freo, he didn't play as much with Freo, but he still played pretty good. Yeah, look, there's millions of them, eh? Yeah. Um, I got... I, if I put in my top 20, I'd probably have 15 Indigenous players in my top 20, you know what I mean? Um even Adam Goods, man. Mm. The way he played football, unbelievable. You know, everyone says Polly Farmer. I never saw Polly Farmer, so yeah. can't comment on that, I'm you know. Sure I only can see in the people yeah. I've um, played with. But And the second question was the best Indigenous Eagles player, which... Matera. It's got to be. It's Matera. Yeah. But Chris Lewis, like you said, he was unbelievable. And he... Everyone raves about Peter Matera in the 92 final series. But if they go back, if he went over each game in the final series, Chris Lewis was the best over the lot. Yeah. He was unbelievable. And he, he got us in that grand That ball. drawn game, we played Collingwood at the Waverley, I think it was the first game when we drew. He was unbelievable. Absolutely. Even the commentators were going, where's this guy come from? You know, he was just incredible. We just said Peter Matera. Imagine him playing today. He'd fit straight in, wouldn't he? He's, <laughs> one, he's one of the players. Because I always talk about nostalgia and the memory of these players would be better and they wouldn't be as good now. Mm. Matera, he would be a star right He'd now. He, he's one player that could slot straight yeah. in, you oh, know. He was so fit and the way he ran was amazing. Mm. Um, Indigenous Guernseys, boys, uh, did you like? Which ones did you like? I like the old one, the Wings, to be honest. I love that one. I think I might have mentioned that last week. Yeah, it's my favourite. I like ours, but the favourite one I've seen, I saw it today, was Melbourne's. 
Broken Melbourne's is a brilliant. Thought it a bit too busy for me. Oh, are we talking about? Oh, I like yeah. Saints then. I actually, yeah, I like the Saints one. I like one. the Saints mm. one. Um, I didn't realize between that. I yeah, I like the Saints one best. It was great, wasn't and, it? Saints. Don't get me wrong; they're all great. I yeah, love them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like you said, when I first saw the Eagles one, I liked it. But when I've seen it up and against. The you know, the actual holding it. Yeah. I do like last year's one with the wings. Yeah, a bit better. Um, but yeah, like I said, they're all, all, good, they're all brilliant, man. And um, you know, I think the AFL could make a massive statement to the world here and the clubs and put an indigenous, indigenous signature of some type on everyone's jumper, whether it's a, a little thing on the collars or somewhere up the top. Doesn't have to impact all their jumpers. And what a statement that would be to say, and what a breakthrough I reckon it would be to the Indigenous people. So, gee, let's AFL are, are really recognising. Because well, look at you, you look what we've got now in the AFL and the Waffle and everywhere. There's so many Indigenous kids coming through now to, mm-hmm. to, the, big, to the higher levels and they've got so many great programs for them. I reckon this would be a great, a real great step forward and a great breakthrough with the, you know, we have issues between the Indigenous and everyone else. And you know, might might break a few barriers down. I think it'd be a great thing to see on the jumpers. What do you think of like even the way Guernsey? Oh, you know what I mean? Wouldn't could, that be great to could see? Be anything, you know, because they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're the great. Yeah, these yeah. yeah. clashes. Oh, I'd love to see that because I'd love to just see it more often. To be honest, they're again, beautiful. Again, yeah. love, they're, they're fantastic. Their artwork mm-hmm. is just out of this world. Sam Newman did say something similar last year. I can't remember what it was. It was about, I can't remember what it was, but it was on those same lines. And we're talking about this because it is the Sir Doug Nichols rounds in uh, just gone in round 11 and 12. Mm. So that's why we're talking about this. Um, and on that subject, Quinton Arkley, at the start of the year at the Cats, he was um, on a rookie list and only signed right near the deadline. Um He's out of contract end of year. Would you try and lure him back home? Because he's in scintillating uh, form at the moment. No, a bit of gossip around it is because uh, he's out of contract. What he's asking for is very, very steep. I don't know the exact number, but yeah, he's asking for a lot now because you said his form's great, mm. and I don't think he appreciates that. So what he's asking from Cats is a big number. So right. I wouldn't say put 500000 a year on Narkle. That's too yeah. much of a gamble. And this sounds harsh. He's $250, maybe $300 player. In my yeah, opinion. I agree. Well, yeah. Ralph Carsey's manager, so it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> but he is in great form. Yeah. He is I mean, in great form. I mean, to be honest, if you're playing with a team like Geelong too and you're playing well, why wouldn't you stay there? Why wouldn't you sign on and take your, take whatever you get? You're playing at a good club and a good system. Yeah, look, I don't know. There's a lot of factors that come into it. Quickly, before we get into the final siren, whose mark was better, Nick Rewalds or Jack Rewalds? Personally, I liked Rewalds better. Which one? Nick or Jack. Nick or Jack. Nick. Me and Nick took uh, uh, Brain fade there, yeah. Nick, Nick's was better. For some reason, I was thinking Bolton's in uh, Rewalt's. <laughs> no. Yeah, but it was like, no, he's a different player. No, nah, Nick's was better. Only because he did the spin. You know, he flicked his legs up, did a spin almost. When I first read, I thought he was talking about Nick Nat Nui's mark. Why are we going back there? For? Yeah. No, nah. I think they're as good as each other. Great. Yeah, look. Great, mate. Um, I'm with you, Dan. I like Nick's better. Yeah. Like, uh, don't get me wrong, I reckon Jax has been the best this year. Yeah, yeah. For, sure. Um, for sure. But I just thought Nick's was better. The pace he was going at, and uh, he didn't know what was coming. And I know Jax was just as courageous. But, um, yeah, it's just a little bit there. It's in uh, on all the uh, radio stations around, and uh, a lot of polls going around, and I think most of them are picking Nick. Um 
I've got Tashi one highlight, but I'm going to bring that in the final siren about the game. Mm. All right, let's get into the final siren. This... It's the final siren. All right, West Coast top four and premiership hopes are hanging by a thread and they're slowly slipping away. Um, we kicked two goals after half time. We were hammered. 22 to 6 inside 50s in the last quarter, and Essendon came back from 29 points to record a famous 16 point victory for him. Um, there's a lot of big issues going around the team at the moment, and I don't know where you, you go on Facebook, you go on Instagram, you go on Twitter. And when we lose, I don't know, I think everyone vents and sometimes they say things they don't mean um, or they got no um, fact to back it up. So I did a bit of, um, what do you call it, research, and we're 17th for inside 50s this year. You can't win games if you're 17th in inside 50s. But in that inside 50, we're the most effective team once inside 50. Yeah. On Saturday night, we weren't. Um, what else was I going to say? Um, <laughs> I've lost where I was going to say. We're the worst last quarter team in the comp. We've won three out of 11, and our average is only two goals a quarter in the last quarter. And I know we've touched on it before, Dan, where we've only lost it by a point or two points. But we're third, you know, won three out of 11. That's the worst in the, in the comp. And... Where we usually win our games is in, Mark's inside 50 and we had seven compared to Essendon's 13 and they made every one of those count. Mm. What are your view, guys? So, mate, it's just so much to unpack and um, we've always followed that trend a little bit. Like, we're, we're, just, we're a team of efficiency. So I really want to talk about a t- taboo subject. I want to talk about injuries. I do, like... What do you just quickly? What did you think when I say that injuries? For some reason, it feels like a taboo thing. It feels like an out. It feels like you're making an excuse. But a hundred percent, that's what it is. Well, on Saturday like, night, Kelly dominated in that first quarter. Absolutely dominated. Yes. Had eleven disposals. Oscar Who? Allen, uh, Kelly. Oh, yeah, Oscar Kelly, yeah. Allen was yeah. on Stringer. Stringer did nothing in the first mm. half. Oscar Allen goes down. All right, now let's unpack this. And as I said, it's an awkward thing because it's just. Let's look at all our games. Cats destroyed us. Yeah. Absolutely destroyed us. There's no getting around that. Every other game, we were in that game. We were in the game against Saints. We are in the game against Essendon. We are in the game against GWS. We're, we're in every game in the game against Dogs. If we had our players back, and this is fully hypothetical, mm. and we're talking Norm Smith medalists, we're talking about multiple All-Australians, we've had five. Against the current, we're going to have probably seven of our best 20. But we've had about four or five the entire season out. We hypothetically could have won four out of our five losses. Yep. We could be sitting one and two. Mm. Melbourne hasn't had many injuries. And, and Sorry, oh, this is a rant, but I really want to get mm. this on my chest because you hear things like tackling. I know you're very hard on this, you know, and we've talked about like We'll probably talk about a bit there. We hear, oh, the coaching. We hear the uh, team strategies, you know what I mean? And that team strategy, there's a flaw in our strategy. And what it is, when you don't have your A grades out there, their disposal efficiency goes down. They can't do what we're coached in efficiency in holding onto that ball. There's bombing long, which Sheed was a bit criti- being critical on because he bombs long. And as far as I'm concerned, and this is where it gets real funny, I want both your opinion on this, I think we look towards 2022. I think if we don't make finals this year, 
I don't think it's the worst thing. If we could get a top 10 pick and a pick in the 20s, let's play O'Neill and True. Even if we don't know finals, this isn't a wasted season. I just went through the games we lost. If we can get our best 22 firing next year, I don't think we can win the Premiership this year because of injuries, but I don't think our Premiership window is closed. So as far as I'm concerned, if a player's not right, don't play him. Manage Yo like you're doing. Give him, don't listen to the media. Don't say he has to play this much. Don't listen to Nick Nat has to play that much. Let's bloody kid. I want to see True and O'Neill. Perfect chance to bring them in and, like, just give them games. See what they do. Because I reckon they'll do well. And then next year, we'll have Shuey back. We'll hopefully have Gov back. Yo will be so much better. But we, it was mainly you, Wayne, but we called it at the beginning. He's not going to be right this no. year. And the coach has already conceded that. So ease him in. Imagine this midfield, right? And this is all those stats you said. It starts at the midfield. Wayne, we always say, where's the game one? In the, in the midfield. In the midfield. Okay, you've got Shuey. You've got Yo. You've got Callie in the guts with Nick Natanui. You've got Gaff on one wing and you've got Sheed on the other wing. That's your midfield. How many inside 50s do you think we'll gather from that? A lot more. And we've touched on where the most efficient side once it goes in 50. So sorry for the long rant, but I just... I believe that's where it is. I, it's a taboo subject, but as I said, it's injuries. It really is this year. And you do say injuries... In that game, that cost us. We lost the game right? because of that. Now, it cost us not just because of the injuries. It's because they banked on one... Most teams bank on one injury a game, right? Yeah. I don't think they banked on two. No. And not at the calibre of those players. Then you've got Nick Nat Nui on 70% game time. And you've got Yo on 70% game time. So, in effect, it'll be you're down another player. So, to me, you can't win games of football when you have something like that happen. Right, and I agree totally. Injuries cost us. You look at our and Mark Duffield. I heard today said West Coast has got the best top ten out of any team in the comp, but they haven't been on the park once this year. Shuey hasn't been on there since round three. So, and how good was he that game? Quickly, yeah, brilliant. And he was brilliant. So, but you just said O'Neill and True. Yep. Now this is what I was where we talked about in the first one. We're going to try and bring a midfielder in that we can come in straight away and play. Right? We've got two midfielders on our list now. The young guys, you draft them to be midfielders, and I agree with you, Dan. Find out what they're like, chuck them in there, and leave them in there for five weeks, mm. and see where they're at. Because to me, they they might surprise everyone. Essendon have put young guys in there. You know, the first year, then you're in there and they're playing every game. Melbourne. Um, Melbourne are doing it. Everyone else is doing it. So back your list managers, instead of your line coaches, back your list managers and back these two young kids in there and put them in there and see how long, see how they go. Um, O'Neill's had a few goes, but he's only had one or two games and then he's out again. He has played, uh, I think one game he actually played very well into, mm. I can't remember which, yeah. where he got high 20 disposal. So he, he's got the talent there. Yeah, and, but you've got to back him in. Just yeah. chuck him in. Because I'm sitting there, and I put myself in the Shuey's four weeks away, right? Um, so I'm on the Eagles list. I'm a midfielder. I'm a young guy. Yo's in there playing 70% game time. Tim Kelly's out now. Shuey's out there. Give me a go. Yeah. Let me have a go. Um, to me, we were unbalanced. I think we had the one too too many tours, but it worked in our favour, I guess, because Oscar went off. So, um, I don't know. We've, we've got to back in our youth and give them a go. You're saying injuries. Like I said, draw a line in the sand, um, chuck them in, and if we still make finals, we still make finals. If we don't, mm-hmm. it, it, 
we get a top ten draft. This is where I'm being very controversial. I don't want to. If we're not going to win it, and I don't think we can win it, and I know it's negative, I don't want to make finals. Yeah, well, I, I would prefer, honestly, True and O'Neill getting games right now because I'm looking at 2022, and I know it's reduced, but imagine if we got a NAB Rising Star nom. You know what I mean? What if we ended up with the picks like I said? But suddenly it's not a wasted year. It's it's ammo for the future. I, I see. If you chuck them in and we do make finals, that means they're playing good. Very yeah. So that means our depth's better than what we think. Our oh, depth's so, great. It's just it's all there now. Then you chuck Rioli, Shuey back in there and all that. Yeah. It benefits you, but you've got to find out what your lists are like. There's two Eagles, and I think you might agree here. Eagles are very conservative with their youth. Very. You know what I mean? Strong. Except for when they put Liam Ryan in and Oscar Allen and Waterman in. They are the first. They backed them guys in. Yeah, but even Oscar but Allen was, was wild, wasn't they? They were 19. First year, but yeah. they were 19, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Back your youth in. You've got them on a list for a reason. And that's why I sit there and go, yeah, I wouldn't mind Matty Parker on there or. Uh, Greg Clark, but you got two guys in our waffle team that are busting their ass every week, not getting a game. Give them a game. I think if Ainsworth can't get a game, he's gone at the end of the year. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, Hutching, do you chuck him in? He's a mature head. You know what he can do. If he doesn't get a game, he's gone at the end of the year. You know what you got on this. Do it. But that's what we're. That's why we're losing. I think those close games, St Kilda, as you said. We've been, but there's something about momentum when you're at the ground. Uh, watching on TV is a bit different. I looked at the momentum and you could see it slowly going Essendon's way, even when the Eagles, you know, Eagles were kicking straight. The momentum was shifting and it come down the last cut. There's a word that I haven't used very much or never before. I've used some other word to describe it appetite. Mm. We had none. Mm. It was like we were just going up against a brick wall. And that some of the players, you don't see it on TV, Brandon looked like he had lead boots on. Yeah. Um, Cripps looked like, I don't know what he was doing. He, he was good for a half, then I never saw him. Liam Ryan just got taken out the game. Um, then he had a, you know, there's a few free kicks that should have gone our way. It just, to, to me at the ground, it just didn't look right body language-wise. And once... Essendon got that sniff. Eagles are just like, bang, gone. See, I've always said to... Sorry, Wayne, I'll let you talk because I know I've been ranting and there's a lot to unpack. That, okay, fourth quarter was terrible. Absolutely terrible, right? Um, and the problem with that is you're giving um, confidence to whoever we play next. They'll be like, right, they're a bad fourth quarter team. So no matter how far we're in front, they'll have spirit that will be like, we can overtake. But in, honestly, the fourth quarter was terrible. Oh, we lost that in the third. We kicked 1-5 yeah, yeah, in, in the, the third. Yeah. So we got... That's not when we got depleted uh, chances. I think we had 12 inside 50s or something. We had, obviously, six shots on goal. If we kicked 5-1, that's the game. Yeah. We could have won that in the third, but suddenly our efficiency, which in the first half was so, so good, best I've seen, di- disappeared in the third, and, and we lost. And Essendon's turned around. Yeah. They were missing, and they, they couldn't miss yeah. after that. So, like I said, there's a fine line... So what's your thoughts on it, Wayne? Well, for me, and you know I've been on this for a long while now. You know as well as I've been on there for two years. We, we can't tackle. We have no tackling pressure whatsoever. Matt Prittis was our greatest tackler. Up to four weeks ago, he was the greatest tackler in the game. He laid the most tackles ever in the history of the game, of the AFL game, until uh, Sell was there over. But, and that's Six took, again, that's two. Yeah, and that's, that taken, that's <laughs> taken him three years from yeah. when Matty retired to get that. 
I think our defensive plan now of kicking short all the time is um, has has been caught by the clubs and has been overtaken. You watch other clubs. I watched a very. I watched quite a few games on the weekend. I watched other, especially other Melbourne go out of their fence. Two kicks are out of their fence and they're going right straight through the middle. Yeah, they cross over and they have one, two up the wing and then they're bang straight back in the middle and they're going down the middle. We take sometimes we have fifteen possessions. I counted one game. We had 15 possessions to get it out of our back line and we barely got it over our midfield and then we turned the ball over. Now, Is that because of the game game side we're playing? I, it must, it's got to be they're under instruction. Bunga Hearn, I'm the greatest fan of him, but I don't know if you noticed, he does not kick out anymore out of full back when he has to kick long. Jer, uh, Jackson Nelson kicks out when we're kicking long. If you watch that carefully... Yeah. Because Bunga Hearn, they're worried about soft tissue injuries. That's why he's not kicking long. Mm-hmm. Now, if he's not kicking long, let's find another... Keep him in the side, yeah, as a, a intercepting defender. But let's get someone in there who can kick that... That's what we got Witherden for. I know he was injured all weekend. Let's get him back in there and let's kick that ball long. You get an extra 15 minutes, metres to run and out, and let's run through the middle. And I love Nick, and I know you guys here are massive fans of him. He does not do enough into our back line. He's not. Does and, not do enough. And I, I, I saw that. what anyone says. I saw that on Saturday night in defence. He got exposed in our back half. Oh, and he's, got, um, he's, he's dropping easy marks. He shouldn't be dropping. Max Gorn, and I'm not a massive fan of Max Gorn, but Max Gorn runs hard back into the back line. It reminds me, he's the only one I've seen reminds me, and, and Grundy reminds me of Dean Cox. They run back into the back line. Dean Cox used to win us games by taking marks on the full back line. And then pushing the ball back out. Nick was entrenched in that back line in the last quarter, but he was in the wrong position he every time. You can't read the play. And I think that is... Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And I just... That's what was peeping me up the wall. Like, and there was a few times... And like I said, I'm a big Nick fan. And he is not... He could have marked him. And he's not marking him. He's just trying to spoil it or bring it to ground. And if he brings it to ground, cool, if they pick it up. When he's bringing it to ground, we weren't picking it up. And our midfield... Like I said, Kelly went out. She was a lone hand. Redden played pretty good, don't get me wrong. Gaff played inside. He wasn't outside. He needed him to be outside. And Nick, like, he had 17 contested possessions. And his game, if you look at his stats, he was pretty good. He had 371 metres gained. Um, he had um, seven to eight clearances. But it's just those things around the ground where the one percenters he's really good at were really bad on the weekend. Injuries, injuries, injuries. Yeah. They don't want him in the back line because he'll get in Gov's way. <laughs> like, it sounds ridiculous, but I, yeah. I think this Gov reads the player plays big... loose. That is a massive... He's, he's... So they don't want a Gorn type in Gov's way. Mm. They want Gov to be able to read the play. So I agree 100%. I love our game style. I know it's not a tackling game style, and I know it's, it's, a very, it's not an old-fashioned style, but I love it. But as I already said, it is flawed because you're exposed to our game style when you don't have your best... 22 out there because they can't implement it as you said they go back they go back they short kick they turn over our best 22 you would have Duggan running out you, you've got them presented the game style works that way but you're not going to love this way um, and especially because it's champion data do you know who was the number one ranked player in that game by champion data no Nick Natanui yeah that doesn't surprise me with Nick <laughs> like I said he was good Sheed was good um Redden was pretty good. I thought Hearn played all right. Um, I just got one stat, but I know you want to say something, Wayne. Jamie Critz, when he gets a 20 ball, 20 touches, Eagles win. Yeah, fine. Or two goals, we win. I'll find that. And um, I know what you've thought about Jamie Cripps all year. Yeah. Anyway. Look, my, my only thing, last thing on tackling, look, I am old school, 
and when when you coach and mm-hmm. and I, I coach basketball and as as you know I coach in the state league at basketball. The big word in in basketball and in, and in AFL is stoppages, is the big word stoppages, and tackling, like. If you imagine, if we just don't hold our tackles, they, we get our tackles broken and they're running through and then they kick on. If, if we just stop that, if we just hold that tackle, you imagine every time we get a stoppage, Nick's at the ruck. Bang, straight down to she, Kelly, or when he's, when he's in there, or whoever, Yo, or whoever's in that area. That's what stop. That's what tackling does. It causes stoppages. It stops the run of the opposition. But we are weak in that area and our tackles get broken and we actually cannot hold a tackle. All this right. is what gets me. This is what I'm disappointed about. Well, I've got a mate who works champion data and he did a bit of digging for me and I asked about broken tackles because that's what my thing is. Mm. I don't give, don't give a shit how many tackles, it's your broken tackles. Since 2015, Eagles are ranked the number one for broken tackles. The only time that they haven't been was in the 2018 final series mm. where they were 18th. Mm. So that's just the way, that's our game plan. And it's like I said, and Dan's big on, uh, you know, his view on tackling. We all got different views on tackling. It's how you tackle. And mm. sometimes if you break the tackle, it, it just doesn't look right. Mm. Yeah, see, the one thing, and I love this stat, um, first of all, wh- whatever you do on the footy field, you you want to implement it properly. Yeah. So it's not good that we're doing it. But we're ranked 18th, right, was it? But yet we're 7th on the ladder. So that's why I say we give too much credit to tackling. Yeah, tackling. We, we really yeah. do. So if, we're a, if tackling was that important and crucial and that's what wins you games is tackling then we, if we're ranked 18th, should ideally be 18th on the ladder. But we're 7th. So in all honesty, I think that stat proves what I'm saying is we give way too much credit for tackling. But I don't disagree because, as I said at the beginning, if you're tackling, you at any skill, anything you implement on that field, you want it done properly. Um, and it's the same with Sheed, not so much tackling. Oh, I love Sheed's game. 43 disposals and a goal. But his disposal efficiency was poor. He didn't implement his disposals well. He so that's what stopped him from saying kicks. they're great. Yeah, it was down the line and then they intercept marks. So that took his disposal down, but it was under pressure kicks and he was alone in that midfield. He was alone. Oh. There was no one. And I just loved that game. But the only thing was because his disposal was poor, it stopped it from being an elite. I would have said that's the best game he's ever played except the disposal fishing him down a little bit. Yep. Um, before I finish on this, when I was in juniors, I got told if you're tackling, you're not first to the ball. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's get on to Bounce Down. It's Bounce Down. All right, Eagles versus Carlton at the SCG. Yes, we said it at the top of the show, the SCG. Uh, the last time the Eagles won their boys is round nine, 1999, which is 8,045 days ago. Yeah. And Peter Matera was in that team, Guy McKenna. Phil Matera. Uh, oh, the, you can name a lot of them. That's when we had, the, too. we had the Royal, yeah, we had the Royal Navy jumpers in. Yeah. We went the Royal Blue. Oh, not, yeah, the Royal Navy ones, not the blue, Royal Blue ones. So that's how long ago it is, man. Um, yeah. The funny thing is a lot of people would like, no, no, we've won since then. But what they got to understand, there was a long, long period where we had to play at Telstra Stadium. And Swans at ANZ, like it. yep. Yeah, it's ANZ mm-hmm. now. Um, so that's where our wins came from. So we've had a couple wins since then in Sydney, but it was never on the SCG. It was always back then called Telstra Stadium. Like, Yep. Uh, it's not a good hunting ground, but uh, the one good thing about it is we're not playing Sydney here. 
but we get to play Sydney again later on at SCG. So maybe it's a little bit of a warm-up game, you know what I mean? Uh, Carlton, the last six times, Eagles have won all six. So mm. it's been a while since Carlton have won. But we've been talking in um, the final siren and who we should bring in. Uh, we'll go through the uh, injury list. Vardy's a test this week, but I think he's on report. He's on report. Yeah, he's so I think he might get a week. Jared Cameron's out for the rest of the year, so he's been put on an indefinite list with Daniel Venables. But we've got Oscar, he's concussion. So there is a rumour that because he didn't get the test or he passed the test or someone, he might be able to play. But because Simo said concussion, I don't think he can. Tim Kelly's out for up uh, to six weeks. Uh, Wivenden's still another two weeks. Shuey's three to four weeks. Duggan's three weeks. McGovern's four weeks. And Winder's five weeks. That's a long list, man. That is and like, horrible. Like you just said in final siren, that you put those guys into any team and we're probably... Seven. We're, I counted seven that would be in our side right now. We'll horrible. probably uh, be in the top four, maybe. Um, might not have lost as many of those games that we were leading in. Carlton have only got Plowman out, but... He's just suspended. He didn't get didn't get off, did he? He no. was injured no, anyway. But yeah. he in. Paddy Dow's a test. Uh, Fisher's a test. But then they got Mitch McGovern. He's out for seven weeks. Marchbank and Kerno and Phillips are all gone for the season. So they've got a pretty good young list evolving. <laughs> half, of, not quite, but almost half the amount of injuries we have. They have, yeah, but and not the quality player. It's it, it is yeah. phenomenal. I didn't even say that word right. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. That's why I don't say that word. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have trouble with some easy ones. Uh, yeah, Cripps and Walsh, they're the two guys that, you know, bigot Walsh, you know, how good a season's he having? Hmm. Um, he's playing predominantly the gaff roll out wide running. Uh, you got Doherty and you got the younger Kerno, Setterfield, Saad. He's probably not as playing as explosive as he did at Essendon. Silvani, when he's in, he's pretty good. He Actually, he's a barometer. When he's in, they win. Oh, sorry, is he in, is he? Yep. Oh, bloody, he must have recovered from his shoulder. He's in. Um, Weedering, young Jack Martin's back in last week. And the million-dollar man, McKay, he's playing really good football. So yeah. who's going to come in for the Eagles? we got um, Oscar out and Kelly out from last week. Will there be any more out? And uh, who's going to come in? Yeah, I think O'Neill's got to be number one because he's been our best player in the resis the last four or five weeks. You've watched him a fair bit, Dan. So I? consistent, Wayne. Brilliant form. And and maybe got to bring in Young Truth. I mean, you've got to give someone a go that's gonna who's prepared to go in there and just have a, a fair dink and dip. And we talk about tackling. Truth's probably our best tackler in the resis without mm. a, without a doubt. But. What have we got to lose to give these guys a go? Look, we're... Said, Hunger, we're, appetite, get we're, more game. We're, we're battling we're, we're battling for eight spot. That's fitting. Don't anyone think we're going to be... We're not going to be top four. We're like, we very probably won't be top six either. We're maybe eighth, between eighth and twelfth. That's what we're looking at at this stage. And we might as well try these kids because you look at the other guys not coming back, you know, Tim Kelly, Shuey and these Duggo... They're four or five weeks away. You might as well give yeah. them a four or five week stint. And That's it. What have we got to lose? I, can't, I agree 100%. Bring them both in. Mm-hmm. Bring them both and give them a go. It's the perfect opportunity for them. Um, as I said, like, I'll cop it on social media. I don't care. You know, they're like, oh, you're not a real fan. I'll cop that because I don't mind if we finish 12. Give these kids a go. Um, and the left field option is I'll play Yo in the midfield at centre bounces. 
and like as soon as that's done, move him out and maybe bring a Hutch in, who's had now a couple games, and just tag Walsh. You talk about how good form Walsh is. Kids don't handle tags though; they mm. they're not used to it yet. So let Cripps get his twenty-seven. His disposal isn't great. He's not fast. Kick three goals on the weekend. Mm. Yeah, but look at his averages. They play him forward. It just doesn't work. Um, yeah. But, yeah, he did have a very good game. 27 and three goals I think he had last week. But go head-to-head with him. You know what I mean? Put a sheet on him and I'd just wait, say run. I'd, and just get Walsh out of it. I'd work Nelson on him. Yeah. Just say Nelson. Do you, do you, do you, Tag two, though. Now, we talked off air. Waterman, Brander. One of them. I think one of them has to go this week. It's so sad because I touched on this. Waterman's just playing... Pretty good footy, but we are too tall, and the role he's playing, you see him on the wing, you see him back. Um, well, who's better back? Because we need somebody on Harry McKay. I think Brand has played more back, uh, even at Waffle mm. level. Um, I'm a massive fan of Brandaby. His last two weeks have been poor. You've got massive to play, fan you've got to play Barass on McKay. You can't play oh, 100%. on percent Given a lot of uh, given a lot of height. Well, Tommy's a tall. He's a big guy. Yeah, Bra- Brandon's taller. There's no way you put Brandon on. No, his. I wouldn't. Put, yeah, I wouldn't put Brandon unless you want to use Brass as the gov role. Do you bring Harry? So you, do you bring Harry Edwards? That is definitely an option because yeah, he's the Harry tallest Edwards defender. Is the one that could come in. Yeah, and again, maybe play Brass in the well, gov role. I'd, I'd be taking one of the. I'd be taking either Waterman or Brander out and bringing Edwards in. Doesn't help with the tall factor though. Then does it? I know it's not happening with the tall thing, but. Their, their forward line, you know, he's a big boy, McKay, and you need somebody that's got at least a reach to contend with him. And um, Harry Edwards is probably the only one height-wise that can contend with him. Well, I think Tom Brass, Brass probably no do good. He's, um, he's our best defender. I think you've got to put your best defender on, the best on your forward. best key forward, and he's the man to do it. It's, it's funny, though. We all agreed, didn't we, bring Chua and Anil in? Yeah, well, look. And that speaks volumes when we've all just turned around and said, bring them both in. Yeah. Well, will the Conservative Eagles Selection Committee bring him in? That's a bigger question. Um, no. I can't see it happening. If I do, I'll take my hat off to him, but I don't think they will for Mate, some reason. I love Sheed. I said about all the players, but I love Sheed. He's one of my favourite players, but he can't carry that midfield. No, he can't. He tries his heart out. But this is a player in 2018 that couldn't get a game because we had too many star midfields. Yeah. Now in, we're in a position where he has to fucking <laughs> carry that midfield. He does. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I let that slip then. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, bringing young kids, we got we can't have part time midfielders in there, and that's what we're doing. You know, we can't have Crips, we can't have Jones, we can't have Archie. They're part time midfielders. We need someone that plays midfield and is a midfielder. And I know they're young, but Truon O'Neill is exactly that. Mm. Now look, uh, uh, no one would like it more than me. Um, I reckon the families of those two kids would love it too as well. Um, you know, the time is now. Um, let's see what happens. Uh, let's see what happens, who they pick up tomorrow, if they do end up picking anyone. Sydney Cricket Ground, like we said, we haven't won there for a long go, a long time. So can we win? Are we going to win? Oh, I'll be the devil. I, I just don't think we've got enough players in there to win this game. And I ring on that small ground. I think you'll find that Cripps, Walsh, Doherty, these guys, Kerno, they're all going to be absolutely chafing at the bit to say we got we can win this game because these guys are vulnerable on the road and they've got so many players out I just I, oh, yeah. I, I don't see where we can beat them to be honest well at this stage I'm, I'm agreeing with the devil <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't we, really we this is too, unbelievable yeah but we got too many outs alright yeah. like we could not afford yeah. to lose Kelly we could no. not afford to lose Kelly and we did and we that sums up our year Oscar. right there we couldn't afford to lose those two guys it's just 
Well, I cannot believe you guys. Where is the faith? Faith, yeah. I know the record says we can't win there, but for some reason, and I don't know why I'm saying this, but I reckon Eagles going to win. And I reckon they'll win. Well... Probably by three or four goals. Yeah. yeah. And to me, that's a good margin for that yeah. ground. Uh, there's something about it. I don't know. I don't know. Is maybe it was the way they lost against Essendon, and I think they'll be drummed in that we've lost three or four games that we should have won, and because we've won two, or oh, lost two like that. When was the last time we lost three in a row? 2018. Did we lose three in a row then? Adelaide Swans. And another team got us. And then we rallied hard towards the end of the season. All right. I thought it was a lot longer than that. I'm sticking to my guns. Eagles by 23 points. I, I hope so. but And I know it's controversial, but I don't think losing is the worst thing right no. now. I don't. No, I won't, be, I won't be pissed off if we lose because of what we've said in the last two segments, uh, injuries. But... The time is now to stand up. It's the time for the Eagles to be non-conservative and give our youth a go. We said a lot of our youth has been pretty good, so give them a good go and leave them in there for five weeks. Um, next week, it depends on um, the fish string if we do a show. We do have a buy, and then we play Richmond. So uh, join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download the shows from there or on a multitude of podcast platforms. SoundCloud is our preferred, but there's iTunes, Spotify, Google, and the rest and uh, leave us a review boys hopefully it's a good one and, and um, I'm hoping you two guys are wrong and next time we see each other so I'll I. be smiling hope hopefully we're talking about how good True and O'Neill play yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. alright take it easy go Eagles Yeah, the West Coast sky